right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. Casey, how are we this week? You know, good, outside of the thing we talk about on this podcast. Uh, no, but but doing well, doing well. Marlo, I had a... I don't, interesting, I don't know, I don't know how to preface this. Friday night, I had a bit of a vibe and went back and listened to some... A little bit of throwback 90s rap, right? As, oh, boy. As one does. Yeah. Uh, you get sucked in the vortex of 90s rap. I just, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a lot of fun. Took, took me back, right? Uh, but it got me thinking. So obviously that led to listening to some Tupac, right, in there. Right, yep. How weird would it be to have a 50-year-old Tupac right now? <laughs> have you ever thought about this? I have. I have. I have. Uh, yeah, no, I have thought about a 50-year-old Tupac, a 50-year-old Biggie walking around. yeah. What 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 life would be like? What the rap game would be like? What would Tupac be like? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, what do you think? I don't. I mean, if Snoop Dogg can just become a football dad, yeah, I feel like anything's possible. But uh, it's true. But he, it, it I, was. I was listening to the uh, uh, California Love came on, and yeah, I was just imagining you know, that the that music video, and I'm like, I can't admit like. This is how I just remember him now, you know, the whole thug <laughs> yeah. life thing. And I'm like, it, obviously he would have transitioned from that and it would have been something else. Like, you know, Jay-Z was able to transition be something else. Dr. Dre was, but it just, for whatever reason, seems harder to do with Tupac because we didn't <laughs> see it happen. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if Tupac would kind of turn to leave. Maybe he got into baking, uh, got his own HGTV network show or something. Uh, <laughs> How fun would that be? He's just like <laughs> rapping in the kitchen while he's baking. I'd watch that. I watch. I'd watch any baking show, but I would definitely watch that one. Yeah, I mean, if uh, see so the '90s rap. What's the commercial? Um, it's probably progressive. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. The scoop. There it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think of the commercial. Snoop Dogg. Speaking of Snoop Dogg, he showed up in one of my kids' shows that he watches. Uh, yeah. Randomly, what the I forget the name of the show, but yeah, so yeah, so like if a Tupac just all of a sudden showed up in on some Netflix kid show, um, yeah, I think I'd go crazy. <laughs> that was, that's the way it turned out that he was alive. Like he came back, yeah. and all of a he's sudden just, he's on like Blues Clues. Yeah, he says on Blues Clues. <laughs> Tupac's on Blues Clues. Like what? <laughs> this is this is how he comes back, <laughs> and he's got some kid rap. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. That would be great. Uh, alas, I don't think that will that will happen. Storybots. That That's what it was. Storybots. Storybots. Your, your kids in the Storybots. Snoop Dogg made a cameo in Storybots. That's hilarious. <laughs> We've watched some Storybots. It's not. It's not. Not one of the favorites. Um, <laughs> not one of the favorites right now. Gigantosaurus is the big favorite right now. Nah. Isn't it? We're in a, we're in a dinosaur phase. So yeah. <clears throat> All right. All right. Well, that was a good way to avoid talking about the Badgers. But I, I, alas, we must, Marlo. Um, that's I mean, what I talk more about. This is our podcast. We can do what 90, we want. 90s, 90s rant. <laughs> uh, Imagine if team. they buried the beef and had like a collaboration album. Oh. That would be like the number one rap album of all time, I think. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. So but many it, TikToks. So, so many TikToks about <laughs> uh, Yeah. Weird. It's just weird to think uh, and imagine how... Again, it's just like they're who they were is frozen in my memory, right? So to get right. from there to here is uh, 
or, or to like the current time and what would have had to happen. It, it, it's so it's so weird, but or so hard to imagine. Um, yeah, all right, it's just a fun thought, just a fun thought. Um, all right, on to the basketball, Marlo. Badgers, tough week. We thought, uh, let's just say we didn't have high hopes coming into the week. Hoped to steal one of the two. We didn't steal one of the two. Losing to Purdue on Tuesday, was it? Tuesday night? Uh, yeah. And then Iowa today. Um, and as kind of has come customary, we don't really talk about the midweek game much, but uh, <laughs> losing 73-69 at Purdue. Uh, Mackey Arena? Pavilion? Whatever. Whatever it is. Purdue's court, we have a hard time there. We struggle there. They showed that a lot throughout the game, and it continued to be true, although it ended up being closer than than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, um, did it? I you just thought, didn't have... Uh, my expectations were so in. dashed. My expectations yeah. were so dashed. Um, and obviously, it got down... A little bit at the end of the first half. We're up early. This is what happened, Marlo. I turned it on. <laughs> okay. And we had the eight-point lead. And I was like, sweet. We came to play. And then we didn't score for like five minutes. <laughs> so it was your fault. It was my fault. So then okay. I turned it off. And we came back. And I watched the second half. Then you turned it back on. Yeah, Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, no. I, yeah, we talked about it. Like, there wasn't much. We didn't have any, any high hopes going into, into the Purdue game. But thought... If we were going to win one, we had to win that one. Um, I believe is how we la- la- we yeah. left it last week. So yeah, early on, they it seemed like they came out, and then every just kind of like this last month and a half has gone. The wheels just kind of came off in the middle. Yeah, uh, they tried to battle back towards the end again, but you know it was a little little too little too late. Yeah. Yeah, and the too little uh, in this game was, I feel like on the defensive end, we just couldn't get a stop. We just couldn't stop Edie, uh, that friggin' seven-footer. Um, and they just just dominated the paint in the second half. Um, trying to get my, my stat up here. Ill-prepared, ill-prepared. Um, they had, I think, 22 points in the paint. Oh, hockey stuff. Live podcast. Here we go. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, Purdue got 37 of their 43 points in the second half from inside the paint or on the free throw line. So just mm. another game, like the Illinois game without uh, Io, where we couldn't just couldn't defend the paint. And we did better today against Iowa, <clears throat> although Garza got his points, but it felt like it was better, whereas in this Purdue game it just seemed easy. So it's... I think looking at the tournament, um, if we just get a matchup against a good big, I think that's what's that's what's going to do it uh, for us. Because another game in which we just could not protect the paint, despite having two, what seems like good defensive centers, right? Reavers blocks yeah. shots, right? He <laughs> seems to be good defensively. Potter's much improved in that, but we still just cannot cannot control cannot control the paint and that's what led to our demise in the Purdue game um that's that's what that's what I took away from that yeah it makes me really worried going forward uh against any team that has I didn't think it was going to be eating this game but uh what what happened here like we were we went four years but having like the only like true center in the Big Ten and now everyone has one 
Yeah. <laughs> and we can't do anything about it, it seems like, every time we play one. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, this is the way it is. The, D, uh, in the Big Ten, they got big trees. We, for some reason, can't figure out the, the pick and rolls or uh, finding out position, getting into the blocks, giving up too many offensive rebounds as well. Yep. Uh, Purdue, and this is gonna, that's going to trickle over into the Iowa game as well. But it's just, again, those are the things that we, as Wisconsin fans, have come to accustomed to like, hang our hats on. Yeah. Being, being good on the boards, having tenacious D, that's, it's just hard, it's disheartening to see those, those are the, the flaws that we have in our game right now. Yes, I, I agree. And just on the defensive end of this game, uh, we didn't get, it just was another game. We didn't get stops. On Purdue's final 18 possessions, they scored on 15 of them. Yeah. Just it's gotta, not going to cut it. Not, not going to cut it. And they pulled away with it in the end. All right, that is it for Purdue. Let's move on to Iowa. <laughs> All right. Sweet. I'm glad we had a few hours between because... <laughs> Oh boy, was I hot! <laughs> I I could imagine. I you, the, <laughs> I'm sure you're gonna get to it. Uh, I'll let you get to it. But I was getting no, I was getting text messages from people who were getting who were asking me how hot you were gonna be on the <laughs> podcast today. <laughs> yeah, if if we would if we would recorded if this was a a closer game, I'll probably get hot as we start talking about. It. But before we talk about the officiating, which is obviously the the elephant in the room, the the thing that ruined this game from a Badger and, I think, uh, neutral standpoint. Obviously, I would be happy with it, right, because it went their <laughs> way. Uh, just overall difference between the Purdue game and kind of the, what we've seen the last month to this game, I wanted to point out, is the defensive intensity and what felt like the buy-in from the team. It felt like this team cared in this game. Yeah. And I haven't felt like this team has cared for a month um, outside of a few plays here and there. Uh, but the way the defense came out and started this game, and I think continued mostly throughout the game, but especially those early uh, early four, five minutes, um, was much improved. And if that defense had been in some of these other games, uh, I, I think our record would be different so that was really encouraging to see and i think the the one positive thing i'll take out of this game going forward yeah and, and that was the thing i you last time we played iowa was they kind of ran away was in the second half obviously this game like the intensity you're talking about kept the game close throughout they actually battled back from being the 10 down the most 12 i think 12 down. 12, yeah yeah 12 down they actually it was good to see good to see that fight coming uh coming back and, and getting into the game late into the game, you know, we still had a chance uh, at the end there <laughs> yeah. to to actually take this game. So there was that against a, uh, a higher ranked team against a the one of the best players in the league yep. slash country. Um, you know, there. So there's all those takeaways, but at the same time, it's you know when the game it's it's a game that we could have had that we let slip away for for all the reasons we've been talking about. Yeah, and that's I guess the frustrating thing. I'm definitely here, going searching for. I'm grabbing for moral victories, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying to take something of this. Although I think it is, I think it's not necessarily a moral victory, but a real sign of something that could change going forward. So, so you guys, all put it together. Put it all together. So yeah, wait, we for all it. put it together. Um, so I, 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 I understand that I'm reaching for reaching to 
uh, to get that. But uh, again, we're now we're zero and eight against the top five teams or the, the five teams ahead of us in the Big Ten, uh, which are great, really good teams. And I guess, but it's just it's just weird that we don't get one of these end game games to go our way, right? Or you know, we just have a no show, or we don't get that home victory. It's just crazy to think that this team. We're sitting here at that 0-8 mark. Another game that was down to the wire doesn't go our way against these top opponents. And the fact that one hasn't bounced our way or a call hasn't gone our way is... I don't know if that's indicative of something, Marlo, or if it's just... I don't know. Luck seems unfair, but it's just something off with the team or just bounces not going our way. It seems weird that we're at this at this point. Yeah, I- it, it's unex- it, it's some of it's kind of a, a you know unexplainable uh, things just haven't gone our way. We're not getting the bounces. We're not getting the bounces. I think like was it late in the game? They had Iowa had three offensive rebounds that were just yeah. kind of like there was we were in position, but it kind of just bounced the wrong way to be yep. <laughs> to where we're out of you know you know the possession I'm talking about right? Yep. Yeah. Um, where they got the Trice's fifth foul. Yeah. It bounced. It bounced off the rim on the left so it was going to go from behind the basket left going to go right and then it hit the rim again and came back and they got the offensive rebound yeah exactly and it's just like it, it, yeah it's just like that things like that is I don't know I don't know what to say it's like just our year I, I guess we kind of evened out from last season where yeah. we finished off maybe uh, we finished off on a run and this year we're finishing off on a, <laughs> the opposite side of that yep um, so it kind of you know water I guess water found its level yeah, it's just, you know, I watch a lot of Big Ten basketball, and, you know, other teams get these wins. Michigan State beat Michigan today. Like, yeah, not good teams have beaten good teams, and to find Wisconsin, and a lot of these, some of these games get blown out, right? And it's like, yes. sure, we'll lose that. And But to just have Wisconsin go through a season where they don't get that one upset win, or they don't get that home win, it's just so surprising, and I don't know, it, I... I I'm just kind of baffled by it because I, I it's I, I don't think this team as as I don't know maybe I'm just being a homer like this team isn't is good enough to win some of these games and they're just not and it's how you don't get one I I just don't understand um, so that's I guess the overall I was trying to make that into a moral positive but uh, <laughs> sorry but it didn't it didn't it, it took didn't you down right. <laughs> let's get to it the thing everybody knows I'm going to talk about the thing I'm going to complain about. The officiating. Um, just in general, to have a team go a whole half with one foul <laughs> is ridiculous. And on the broadcast, they're saying, you know, Iowa with their first foul, and they've been defending really hard, and it's like, you think? <laughs> <laughs> and you think it's just not, the calls aren't being there when it's called. It, the most frustrating thing is when it's called differently. Uh, what, seems to be differently on, on two ends, right? And they're calling it really tight on Wisconsin's end and really loose on Iowa's end, and that's so frustrating. Um, but that's just kind of a, a general a general statement. Let's get into some details. Okay. Three of the worst calls I've seen in a basketball game, um, and individually, they're each ridiculous. <laughs> combined in the same half of a basketball game as absolutely surreal. All right, the first one, and the 
stupidest one is the in the cylinder call on Trice. He's in normal defensive position. Bohannon swipes through with his elbow and catches Trice on the face. The, <laughs> the ref, Boborowski, doesn't make the call. Trice reacts, and then he calls a foul on Trice after the play. They go to review, and Marlo, I have never seen this called this way. I've seen shots where the guy is shooting. He's going up to shoot, and he catches the defender with his elbow as he's going up to shoot. And it's a flagrant call on the shooter. Yeah. I have never seen an elbow called in the cylinder. It's that was unbelievable. That was the first time. Yeah, that was the first time I had seen. Or I've seen that call made. The referee made that was making the, the 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 signal. I was like, I've never seen that before. What is going on? And they were explaining, and even the explanation of it doesn't make sense. The rule. Doesn't make sense. The the elbow flagrant is a player safety thing. It doesn't yes. like the into cylinder thing doesn't make sense in relation to that being a flagrant foul. It was yeah. an unnecessary movement. He didn't need to do that. He was trying to clear space. And he elbowed our guy in the head and it was foul on trice. It makes Not no sense. Not to mention it was his third foul and he had to go to the bench. So frustrating. All right. Let's fast forward to Trice's fifth foul on a three-point attempt. So if you haven't seen it, uh, Trice is going around a Garza screen. Bohannon baits Trice into being next to him, pulls his arm into him, goes up for a shot, flails, gets the call on the three-point foul, and there's literally the slightest of contacts. Same official, Bo. Calls this calling it a ticky tack foul is it's too generous to the foul. <laughs> yeah. He might touch his hip with his hand, but does not apply any pressure. It's the worst call in that situation. I've Trace seen was in a, in a going time. off. He was going away. He wasn't even going into the shooter. No, Bohannon pulled his arm into him, <laughs> like we'll talk about in a second, but. To call that in that moment, to give them three free throws, Bohannon, uh, who's automatic at the line, and to knock Trice out of the game is so infuriating and just is deciding the game. It's taking over the game. It's so That was such an infuriating call. Um, I, I, I can't even believe it. All right, last one. Hook and hold on Brad Davison. I don't know what, you, what to do anymore with this hook and hold crap on Brad Davison. And I'm glad I'm not the only one because Greg Gard came out and he says he's sick of it and the essentially said officials and teams are targeting Brad Davison, which seems true, doesn't it, as a Badger fan? It does. The, the block charge stuff, the hook and hold stuff, the all these things, Like it seems like his reputation is preceding himself in all of these, which is fine if a guy has a reputation, but when the officials are perpetrating and partaking in that, there's something wrong there. And this is a history with this official of them do, uh, with Brad Davison. There's a history. And to call this hook and hold, he's going to the lane. He goes up to catch a ball. The defender fouls him. Last time when he got the hook and hold on Io, or I'm sorry, on uh, Coburn, we were told that it was because of 
um, what you had, you were trying to fool the referee, which yeah. By the way, that's what Bohannon did on Trice's foul, but that's fine. Let's not look at that. <laughs> uh, the fo- he fouled him. How can you fool? They let the foul stand and then said it was a hook and hold. What illusion does he have to do when you called the foul? It it's so baffling. And so then they get we get two shots to get two shots. The game is more or less over. But then it's not, Marlo. We get another one. And this, oh boy, this hurt deep. Because this caused flashbacks, and I did not like it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we, Aleem Ford, misses bad. Huge. Garza Josh gets the rebound. And tries to pass it, to, I think, to Bohannon, right? Yeah, to Bohannon. Yep. Aleem Ford gets a finger on it. It goes off of him, off of Bohannon. And this is where the flashbacks from Marlo. Obviously, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Title game. Justice yep. Winslow touched it. Um, <laughs> and the, ref, the announcers are sitting here going, that looks like it's off Bohannon. It's close, but it looks like it's off Bohannon. Now, they come out of the break. I think that's off Bohannon, but they're going to give Iowa the ball. And they give Iowa the ball. <laughs> We're all seeing the same thing. But the refs give the ball to Iowa. Yeah. Great. Great. Fantastic. And then on – is that when Bohannon did the elbow? Yeah, after that, that? that throw-in. That throw-in. That throw-in. Yeah. We get trapped. He gets trapped. He elbows Anderson down, or at least knocks him down. I mean, the, yeah. And it was oh, – that elbow, I don't know how close – you're not supposed to – like if you – elbows are elbows in – Today's college basketball. You would think. You would unless think. You're, unless you're. And that, is, but that's as close as as close as to a. I'm here to throw an elbow in your face, elbow, as you're going to get in today's game. With and, the, I, it just with that, and then with no call whatsoever, and not even a review, which made that, no sense. That's what's so infuriating is that there's not a review when you reviewed every GD thing at the end of the game. The yeah. last 40 seconds took 12 minutes. <laughs> and you didn't review this thing? The one thing on the other team that happened that you could review and look at. We didn't see a replay on TV. We didn't... They didn't go to the... Mo- it's absurd that they wouldn't look at that based on reviewing the hook and hold, reviewing... Oh, uh, Another possible hook and hold on Brad Davidson. It's absurd. It's absurd that they didn't stop and take the time to look at that after giving them the ball when it went off of his hand. Yeah, agree. I your so there we go. There we go. Your your egregious are that's four agreed. That's yeah. Excuse me, five. Five egregious calls. All within the last five minutes of the game. That all went against Wisconsin. And replay was involved in most of them. And replay, in my opinion, got it wrong every time. What are we doing? It's college basketball replay. It's, it's up to the refs there, right? They're not sending it anywhere. No, yeah, it's yeah. there. They go look it, at it. It, yeah. it. So, anyway, that was probably too much time to spend on officiating. But I wanted to lay out the case because it was absurd. And it ruined a really fun basketball game because – from, I don't know what, eight minutes left to four minutes left in the game? That was awesome. That was back and forth. 
Garza hits a three. Potter hits a three. Uh, Davison gets a layup. Uh, Bohannon gets a layup. It was exciting, and then it wasn't, and then it was over. Yeah, because the refs decided. The refs decided the they wanted to steal the show. And then afterwards, Bo. they retire Garza's number, and everybody's crying. And God damn it, did that feel like it was a setup? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> it was a hose job. I mean, it felt really bad. All right. Um, Trice was plus 12, plus minus when he was on the court. Only could play 26 minutes because of aforementioned foul trouble. That feels like a big deal. Um, guards, guard was pissed after the game and went after the refs, right after the treatment of Davison. Go look up his comments. It, I guess you could say, if you're anti-guard, you could say it's petty and you shouldn't be doing this, but... I'm sick of this crap. Giannis just banked in a three. Still, still hasn't missed a shot. Um, I'm s- tired of the double standard against Davison, and I'm glad Guard spoke up and said something. And uh, go see his comments because he's as fed up as we are, and that feels good. Good job, Guard. I mean, have to take a call. Oh boy. Oh, the Bo Borowski stat. Oh, Bo Borowski. He's the the referee I keep referring to. Like he yeah. is the name that uh, can't be named. We are here. We go. Um, Wisconsin with out Bo Borowski officiating fourteen and three, with him officiating two and eight. Now, granted, those eight losses are against the top five teams in the Big Ten. Or well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know because they might have been the Maryland game or whatever. But that's ridiculous and seems beyond coincidental to me. Two and eight in games officiated by him, and every game feels like hmm, this weird player's in foul trouble. I, okay, I'm done. I'm I'm off the pitches. I'm sorry it took so long. I had to get off my chest, <laughs> and I'm there. It would have been a lot more. Um, uh, foul language. If it was, if it was earlier today, Marla, I'll tell you that. Um, anything else on the officiating before before I move on to some? I guess I'll do some. I'm going to do some highlights uh, or some good things right out of this game. If you don't mind, Marlo. Yeah, no, don't mind at all. All right, uh, Mike Potter, really good, really good game from him. Uh, it was really fun to see him go toe to toe with Luca Garza and be the better player. That was really fun to see. <laughs> he finished stat line uh, 23 points. Only one rebound? That seems weird, but okay. Uh, 9 for 12 from the field, 4 for 6 from 3. And when we were struggling offensively, when Trice was out, Potter stepped up. And if he's as impressive as that was, I thought he was even better on the defensive end. He had some great defensive possessions against Garza. Sure, Garza had 21 points and 918 field goals. Um, but he settled for six threes. Garza did. Uh, and I think a lot, a large part of that was Potter banging inside with him. And I thought he did a, a really good job on the defensive end as well as his production on the offensive end, which saved the Badgers when, when Trice was out. <clears throat> and uh, other, other highlight, Jonathan Davis. Two atrocious... Offensive foul calls against him in the first half. Uh, I mean, block charge, I guess, is 50-50, but you know if that's Davison down there, they're 
calling that a block all day. Uh, but because it's Garza, they called a charge on Davis. He had an even worse offensive foul called against him earlier in the game. Uh, but he came up big at the end, hitting that three-pointer. I think it was a tight at the time. Um, and hitting two big free throws. Uh, went four for four up the line, but those two were just seemed ice cold. Ice cold, finished with 11 points. So Potter and Davis were, were great. Um, yeah, those were the good, the good things. Those are the goods. Those are good. Yeah, Potter had an awesome game. Um, it seemed like he was playing with a, with a big with a chip on his shoulder, uh, and I like it when he plays with a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> when he has that attitude, you, there's just something a little different in his eye, and he used in it when he has a good game like that. So hopefully, he can keep it going forward. Yeah, uh, we keep it yeah, going forward. When he has that chip on his shoulder against the other team and not uh, against his own coaching staff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When it's, when it's directed in the right way, it seems it seems really effective. And he had it today, and he was he was great. All right. So, anything else on Iowa, Marlo? No, that's it. It's the end of the Big Ten regular season. Could have won it. Could have won it. We should mention, yeah. Wieskamp did uh, hurt his ankle and didn't play the last, what, three quarters of the game? Yeah. So, might have been different if he's in there. Uh, he was torching us. He was five for five. He was on fire. Hurts his ankle. Um, right? It was yeah. an ankle. Yeah, because he was in so. a boot. Lower leg injury. Lower leg injury. Um, I hope he's back. Maybe not for the Wisconsin-Iowa game, if that happens. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a minute. But uh, obviously you don't want to see anybody get hurt. Um, and he, as good as Garza is, he's probably the most dynamic player on their team so i yeah. uh, hope hope he's back for iowa's sake um just wanted to mention that as well all right on to the big 10 tournament now regular season has concluded badgers finished in sixth place uh via tiebreaker tiebreaker over rutgers they finished 10 and 10 in the big 10 as we, i keep going back to eight of those losses to the top five <laughs> teams um so where are you at with these badgers marlo what are you? Where are you at, and what are your expectations for the tournament? Um, well, do, let's yeah. see where you're at, and then we'll talk tournament in a minute. Yeah, where we're at in the regular season. I mean, it's it was it's been so tough the last month. I don't, you know, like I said, today was a good sign, but we still weren't able to get over that hump just for one like signature Big Ten win yep. uh, against one of the top teams. So it's hard. For me to see anything more going forward, because all we're going to do is play good teams um, going forward. You, you know, in this turn, in the Big Ten tournament, in the NCAA tournament. So, with with that said, like even with this senior led team, I think it's more nerve wracking with the senior led team that can't get over hump than you know a team that maybe you don't know exactly what you might you might get something different. So, I don't have big I don't have big ex- expectations. You know, maybe we'll steal a game here in the Big Ten tournament. It's a big hope. And then depending on the draw, I mean, I know it always depends on the draw, but even more so this year, I don't think we can just go out and beat a team, right? It had to be the right team. Yeah. It'll be – I'm convincing myself that the Big Ten is just so good that once we get outside of the Big Ten, watch out, uh, which doesn't really make sense, but that's what I'm doing in my head. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, it's to to not be able to beat any of those top teams does not bode well to beating top teams in in the tournament. I do feel better about the team this week than I did 
last week, even though they lost two games, they were competitive. They seemed, inv- again, seemed invested. They seemed like they wanted to freaking win, which hasn't been the case in some of these games against the top teams in the uh, Illinois game outside of Demetric Trice's late rush. Uh, in the Michigan games, um, it just seemed like there was no energy there. And I feel like that's different now. Uh, but again, we lost. So I'm maybe I'm just grasping at straws or, or, or trying to find some silver lining. But I felt this is gonna, I'm going to say the sentence is going to sound so stupid. I felt better about these losses than other losses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that encouraging? I guess. But I think we knew a couple of weeks ago, right, that we weren't a top. We weren't as good as some of these other teams in the Big Ten. Right, we didn't steal a game, but we knew about where we were. We were hoping to be fourth. We ended up sixth. It's pretty clear now, right? I guess it's over. It has to be that way. Um, so where do we go from here? Big Ten tournament. We're gonna get. We play on Thursday, right? So we get the one round by as the sixth seed. The top four get two round buys, and we play the winner of Nebraska Penn State. Yes, that right? Nebraska Penn State. Yep, the president Nebraska Penn State. Okay, Nebraska the 14 and last seed, Penn State the 11 seed. Obviously, we lost to Penn State already this year. Um, I don't know that I see Nebraska winning this game, so it's probably going to be Penn State because Nebraska's really bad. Um, in this, you got to win that one for sure, right? And then it's a rematch versus Iowa. Yep. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to play, but I, mean, I guess who else would you rather you know match up with, right? Um, I'd rather play Iowa than Michigan or Illinois. So I guess good good thing we got we got Iowa um, there. I don't know. I don't. I, I just go to these games, bro. I don't have expectations anymore. I against the better teams, I just expect that we're not going to win. I, I guess we covered today, though, so that's something. Um, and I've just kind of lost that lost that expectation for this team and I think to your point it's a group of seniors and it just doesn't feel like it's going to change right this is who they are at this point yeah unless unless Marlo Uh think about this think about this they put it all together they're going to put it all together (laughs) you put it all together they play a full 40 minutes of basketball imagine can you imagine god this is this is it. This is when they're going to put it all together. So they're going to put it together and win the Big Ten tournament. That's what we decided. That's what we're talking about. Was, that's <laughs> we're going to run through Iowa. Then we get a run through Illinois. Probably, probably Illinois. Run through Illinois, and then either Michigan or Purdue. Probably Michigan. Michigan's hot right now. So we're going to. Brooks gonna, got yeah, hurt today. Brooks we're going to. We are. Everything we've done up to now is practice. Yeah, every, every, all the, every we're gonna beat every team we did not beat in yeah. the regular season, yeah. and we're gonna win the Big Ten championship. Yeah, see yeah, you on be, Sunday. We're gonna go from zero and eight against the top five teams to to three and zero. That's right. It's a new season. It's a new season. We're putting it all together. Putting it all together. Hashtag that. Um, Michigan, obviously the favorite. Winning the Big Ten, or did they, Marlo? There's controversy. Have you heard this? Oh boy. This? I did not. 
I did not hear this until Illinois. You told me Illinois is Illinois claiming. Well, one of the guys held the Big Ten. Who's Big claiming? Ten championship. <laughs> Illinois is claiming. One All of, of Illinois is claiming. Frazier, I think, walked out with a, a Big Ten championship sign, and Brett Underwood said. I know we've won 16 games. We've played all 20, I would said. We all knew this would be a unique situation, but I know this. Nobody's won more games than us, and we played them all. Oh, he pulled a Dabo. He took that from Dabo. It's a Dabo move? So yeah. Obviously, he's referring to uh, Michigan not playing four games, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, in the Big Ten, they got uh, a game against Penn State postponed because of COVID um, issues in the Penn State program, and then Michigan had... Three games postponed when their athletic department just stopped athletics. Um, <clears throat> so I saw this. I rolled my eyes and I said, print the T-shirts. Have fun. <laughs> but one of the games that was canceled was against Illinois. Ooh. So I'm now on board with Illinois essentially wants them to be Co-Big Ten, which doesn't seem right. Um. I don't know. What do you what do you think here, Marlon? Do you think that Illinois has a case? No, because the was it, it was stated at the beginning of the season that it would be done on percentage, right? If it was Ohio State, would they change the rule? If it was Ohio State, they would change the rule. If it was Ohio State football, they would change. The yeah, rule. if it was football, but I think they're going to keep the rule because it's Michigan basketball. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I I feel for Illinois, um, but at the same time, the rule is what it is. It still is weird that Michigan stopped playing all sports in the middle of the season um, when nobody else did. That seemed that seemed really weird. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think Michigan's still still the champion. Yeah. But, Illinois has a really good I mean, chance. Yeah, Illinois, the, Illinois has a, they'll have a chance to get revenge if they just keep they keep doing what they want to do. Yeah. They'll have a chance to play Michigan and then they'll have their shot. They'll have their shot. They'll have their shot. Uh all right, so expectations from the tournament you aside from Wisconsin winning. Let's go. Who do you have in your championship game and who do you think will win? Um, championship game. I mean, I think. Yeah, I think championship game be Michigan Iowa. Michigan winning it all. Hmm. That is my projection uh, of the title game. Of course, that stands if Wisconsin puts it all together. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, so I guess our vote Wisconsin winning. Yeah, over probably Michigan. Reality, okay. Let's yeah. See, <laughs> yep. Exactly. Reality. <laughs> Yeah, I get Mich- Michigan, Michigan and Iowa in the championship with Michigan winning. All right, interesting. Um, I'm a little worried about Wieskamp's injury, so mm-hmm. mine is going to be based off of injuries that happened today. Okay, Wieskamp got injured for Iowa. Brooks got injured for Michigan. I'm not. He's just shooting half court shots. Um, <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> shot another half court shot. Um, so based on that. I'm going to not go with those two. And I think Illinois is the best team in the Big Ten and should be ter- Big Ten champions. Just kidding. Um, but I think they are with a 
Io uh, and Coburn. I think they're the best. And Purdue always seems to do well in these tournaments, so I'm going to go Illinois-Purdue. Wow. There you go. Completely different. Completely different. Completely different. I guess Dark Horse, out of not the top four seeds, outside of Wisconsin, probably Ohio State. I mean, they're the five seeds, so I guess that's yeah. kind, of, kind of cheating. I don't really see any other team going down a run. Michigan State's been playing well lately, but I don't think they can string together three games of... This is March. Games. This is Izzo. I, they beat Michigan today. So, there you go. January, February, Izzo. It's so annoying. Um, <laughs> but I think Ohio State gets the wrong matchup. I'd have to go back and look how they did against Purdue. Maybe that would be my other my other title. Uh, whoever wins that Ohio State-Purdue game. Unless you know, Northwestern gets frisky. Minnesota finished up as 13 seed. What a bad year for Minnesota. Let's just appreciate that for a second. <laughs> Let's just take a moment. Minnesota. Not good. I think where they lost eight straight, I believe, to finish the season. So, good. we got that. Good. Patino's maybe fired? Possibly. Maybe fired. That's the rumor mill. Rumor mill. If uh, I guess, I don't know. Maybe I don't want him fired because he's not doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> so... So maybe maybe I don't want to fire one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight. Seven, seven straight, straight losses. Mm. Seven straight losses. Mm-mm-mm. A lot of those at home. And their whole thing was they could win at home, but not on the road. But they lost, I guess two of those games were at home. Northwestern and Rutgers, games you, games you shouldn't lose. Um, all right. <clears throat> Any other Big Ten basketball? I guess what anything you're looking forward to in the Big Ten tournament? Just that it's going to happen? That's going to happen. Yeah, we gotcha. got it back. Big Ten tournament is back. Uh, yeah, as we know, know this is when everything crumbled last year. Right yeah. after, right after we recorded this, <laughs> after we recorded this episode, after the turn, after the it was like two days later, and it was all over. Um, so yeah, let's just have it. I'm excited. Yeah. Then Wisconsin won the virtual national championship. Right, right, yeah, national championship. Well, we all remember that. All remember um, that. I know. I'm just. I'm really excited for this tournament. I have been so into Big Time basketball uh, this year. I guess, which is almost always the case, but the top of the Big Ten is so good. It's been so fun to watch, and I think this is going to be in an awesome, awesome tournament. So I'm really excited for it. So there we go. Um, all right, on to other Badger sports. Marlo, we talked a lot about basketball, but I don't know if you knew this. We're a hockey school. Yeah, we're a hockey school now. Uh, what a weekend for hockey. Uh, the men sweep Michigan State, win the Big Ten regular season title. Again, it was a percentage points thing. So Doesn't matter. We won. We win that. Uh, Cole, Cole, Cole Caulfield is amazing. He has he ended up with 25 goals, 23 assists on the season. He had two goals uh, in the uh, Big Ten winning game on Saturday. Um, he has his own stick curve now that ki- all the kids want. Um, is that what it's called? Whatever. The way his stick is curved. No idea. The kids want it. Uh, he was awesome. And in a game that Wisconsin needed to win, well, they didn't need, they needed to win to win it. But if they would have lost, then Minnesota could have lost. Uh, and they could have still won the Big Ten. But uh, he had two goals, and they were 
really, really awesome goals. Um, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, Big Ten tournament starts next weekend, so we're going to talk before Wisconsin actually plays. Uh, it goes Sunday through Tuesday. Wisconsin, by being the number one seed, gets a bye, and they play on Monday next week. So no men's hockey this week. Um, so look for that uh, next week. Women's hockey uh, won the Big Ten last week. Won the Big Ten, or uh, I'm sorry, the WCHA <laughs> won the tournament this week, uh, winning in overtime, beating Minnesota on Saturday, beating Ohio State in the championship game today with an overtime goal. Uh, I forget who scored the overtime goal, but Daryl Watts scored the first two goals, and her second goal was really awesome. So great job by them. Uh, the NCAA tournament came out. They are the two seed, got hosed. I guess they're the second-ranked team. The other team's like 21-1, and one, but uh, I don't have that up anymore. Shoot. Um, they're the two seed in the, the tournament, so that is... I didn't see when that started. I'll get the research department uh, on that. Nice. That's all I got for bad other bad stuff. Hockey, hockey. is back. We're a hockey school. We're a hockey school now. Uh, Big Ten champions. That's right. I'm gonna get. Uh, is your t-shirt? It's in the mail. It's in the mail. Um, in the mail. It's at the. It's at the print press. Get it press <laughs> right now. Get it press right now. Well, volleyball still in lockdown. Yeah, they're back this week, right? They're back, yeah, this, back this, this week. weekend. Um, quarterfinals, national side of the field, eight teams, fifteenth and sixteenth for the women's team, women's game. So they must have this weekend off. Oh no, that's the that's next Monday, Tuesday. All right, Monday, Tuesday next week. All right, we'll talk about it next week. Then moving on, moving, moving on. on to the NBA. Marlon, our start games happening. We're watching it as we're recording. Yeah. Um, Everyone's shooting half-court shots. Yeah, Dame and Steph keep shooting half-court shots. Um, and I wasn't going to be into it. And I was, I started watching it. I was like, this is dumb. Nobody plays defense. This is even real basketball. Uh, then Giannis went 11 for his, eleven. For 11 uh, including, I think, three threes in there. Uh, Steph and Chris Paul are dunking alley-oops and they're shooting half-court shots. So I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm <laughs> back. Yeah, All-Star game wasn't the regular weekend. They tried to compress everything into this one game. Um, I didn't see the three-point contest. The three-point contest was before the game. They even had all the pageantry with the starting lineups and everything. And then the dunk contest was during... Halftime, yeah. So it was all it was all compact, not your usual All Star Weekend. Missed out on the skills competition and celebrity game, which we all 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 stand for. Did they have a celebrity game? No, they didn't. They did not oh, have celebrity game or though. skills or skills or skills comp. So it's, those are those are things we were missing uh, back from in, this. Back in my day, game. we wanted to see who was skilled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. I don't know. This might be a popular opinion. I don't know. It's going to be a pity, Marlon. I think this is better. <laughs> oh, boy. Just do it all in one night. Just let me sit down and enjoy. I don't need two nights. I don't I don't need to sit down to watch the three-point contest and the dunk contest without the game. Let me just do it all in the white. Get it all over. Have the one day. Own the day. I like it better. Okay. It's shorter. It's more concise. It's good. Oh, okay. You say so. 
I enjoy the standalone skills night by itself as it builds up to the All-Star game. But that's just me. It's just you. It's just me. Well, I think you're wrong, but that's fine. That's fine. Because I always forget. I always forget Saturday, and then it's like, oh, the Doug Costas is over. I, I forget it. Saturday. I forget the All-Star happens, game. Man, it, just too... happens. it just happens. It just happens. Because you're recording the podcast on Saturday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And there's college basketball stuff going on on Saturday this time of year. It's you know, there are other things. There are other things. Um, yeah, it looks like Giannis is going to be MVP. I'm calling it now. Although Steph keeps making shots. I don't know. Coming down to this too. Uh, team LeBron just seems much better. So there we go. We thought we were fixing the uh, skill gap by not doing East versus West, and it's back. It's back in this one. <laughs> All right. Uh, other NBA news: Blake Griffin uh, released from the Pistons, going to the Nets. Uh, shoot, <laughs> is my that's my that's my professional take is shoot, shoot, <laughs> shoot. stings. Okay, that stinks. Um, yeah. The whole way in which I'm talking myself into the Bucks being able to beat the Nets in the playoffs is that they're. Uh, thin, um, as far as you know, they have the the big three, right? Uh, but beyond that, what is there? And that's what I've been telling myself. And this adds something to answer that question of of what is there now. On the flip side, we've Giannis has become kind of accustomed to dominating Blake Griffin when he was on the Pistons, so hopefully yep. that carries forward. So I guess it goes both ways. Yeah. How do you think this will hurt the Nets versus Bulls playoff matchup? <laughs> um, I mean, it brings obviously Blake Griffin brings some experience. I don't think it's the same Blake we're from. I don't know, even three years ago. Yeah, uh, still at this point, still a good, a good player, still a good player. Yeah. Uh, just not like you know all star level, but like to your point, it's adding on to the big three. If Blake Blake can kind of fill a role or a secondary role behind those guys, uh, that gives obviously more firepower. If he could just be rolling to the basket off of three all stars, I mean, yeah, shoot, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, got to stay healthy. Uh, not what he used to be by any means, but still a. I mean he. Got this is gonna sound dumb. He got the Pistons to an eight seat in the East when they probably shouldn't have been. So, um, can still be can still be serviceable, and it'll be interesting to see what role he plays on these nets. Um, and I'm probably gonna have to have to root him for him because they're probably gonna go to the finals and play the Lakers. So, I don't see too many bad things to come back and bite me. Uh, all right, any other NBA things, Marlo? No, that's it. That's the list. I'm excited for the All-Star game to be over and then go back to normal games <laughs> <laughs> so I can watch those. Um, all right. That's it for the NBA. Throw-ins, Marlo. We got a couple. Excuse me. Hold on. Sorry. Okay. Brewers make a free agency splash, I guess. They sign Jackie Bradley Jr. to the outfield. Uh, they now have four outfielders, which is kind of something 
that David Stearns, the GM, likes to do. Um, so we have Lorenzo Kane coming back. He set out last year uh, due to the pandemic. Obviously, Christian Yelish, um, Garcia, and now Jackie Bradley. So a loaded outfield. Unfortunately, you can only play three at a time in less Marlowe. Imagine this. They play four at the same time. Whoa. Reinventing the game. You just, <laughs> instead of pulling that, you know, because the Brewers shift as much as any other team, instead of it pulling, you know, that second baseman somewhere who they just signed, Colton Wong, so maybe you don't want to pull him off the field, but um, you shift and you have like a, a short center fielder or something. Interesting. Like you do in softball. You know how you do that in softball? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Thinking about this on the fly. Anyway, <laughs> they signed him a two-year deal, um, although he has an option uh, to opt out after the first year. Um, so I guess you kind of want him to do well enough to opt out so that it's only a one-year deal because you'd rather him be good than not be good and be like, you know what, I'm just going to take this money. Um, the Brewers now, with the four outfielders, have 51% of their payroll in the outfield on these four outfielders. Seems... I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see how it plays out. Um, but there are injuries. There are, you know, you want to spell people. It's Like I said, it's something that they've kind of done before, having four kind of starting quality outfielders or close to start starting quality outfielders. Um, so we'll see how that works out. Um, do you have any comment on the Jackie Bradley Jr. signing? No, I don't. Congratulations, though. Yeah. Good defensive. Got to improve on the offensive end to be an everyday starter. Um, All right. It's also, um, so as a two-year deal, it lines up with Kane's deal who ends in two years. So it's kind of lightening those up to be able to maybe make a splash in in two years to be able to replace those guys or or extend them. Who knows? I mean, Kane's 35 now. So I don't know that you're signing to a big money deal when he's 37. Yeah. Oh, it's weird, Marlo, now to think of these players and be like, oh, they're on their tail end of your career, the career. And it's like, oh, they're younger than me. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, man. You need to retire. It's over. Hang them up. Hey, I'm any day now. Any, I'm ready. <laughs> I am ready. All right. Other signing news. This one in the NFL. Uh, J.J. Watt to the Cardinals. Source him. Sourced himself. Yeah. Uh what do you think, Marlon? Didn't see it coming, man. I think when this came out, I think it came back to Monday, was it? Yeah, I think Monday. Oh, uh, yeah, of course, because all big news breaks Monday. Um, yeah, I, I, this wasn't, I'm, you know, we've had text chains and bite chains kind of figure, uh, hypothesize of where JJ's landing spots would be. I think the top ones in everyone's, you know, being in Wisconsin, everybody wanted him here. I don't know if that's, but in the minds of the people, it seemed to be the Packers or the Steelers to play with his brother, right? Either at home or be with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a contender. A contender. <laughs> and yeah. then for we're to go with the Cardinals, which is an upgrade from Houston, yes. Sure. Yep. But I didn't, I wouldn't feel like they're that, they're closer, but I don't think they're close to a Super Bowl. Right. I, I think there was. Obviously, you would prefer to go to a contender, but I think the money was different for the Cardinals versus what he would have gotten for a contender, at least. And sure. I know that in Green Bay. I don't know that, but it 
makes sense makes that this better. he got what two year two <laughs> yeah. years 32 million 23 million guaranteed. guaranteed yep that's a lot of guaranteed money uh and just kind of looking at the packers cap situation and who else they want wants to, I, I say want i think need to resign uh the running backs lindsley um some other they need to either sign or resign or replace Kevin King, middle linebacker. There's lots of needs. So to go out and um, to pay that much for a defensive end where it's, yeah, he'd be great. And I'd love him to be on the Packers, but that just doesn't financially make sense for the Packers. So when I saw that, when I saw it was Cardinals, I was like, shoot, it would have been great for him to come home. Uh, but when I saw the, the, the financials, I was like, okay, well, that makes that makes sense. So, I agree with you that it's not a contender contender, um, but I think that's the next contract he takes. This one was one more, I'm going to get paid. <laughs> you think he has, an, he has another contract in him? Another big contract? No, but that's where he takes the discount. Oh, that's where he takes the discount. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, sense. so this yeah. was the, this is my last big contract to make $23 freaking million guaranteed. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine that they cut him with that, right? With only right. like nine million dollars more on there, so he gets two years, thirty-two million, and then if he wants to ring chase, he can join the Watt, his brothers, uh, on Pittsburgh or something. Um, after that, for for cheap. But I think this was one last. I don't want to say cash grab because that's not, I mean he got what he got, right? He's right. right. I, I don't fault him for that. Saying it's a cash grab makes it no. I think this negative. is around where we thought he would land. Um, and this is the reason you thought that it would be hard to go to the Packers, yeah. But yeah, it was it was going to be around that thirty million dollars and two two year deal. Um, so yeah, I mean it makes sense, and it could be like I said, I would with the Cardinals where they're at right now. Um, but I'd be I'd be I don't think they're make a Super Bowl run. But would I be I would I be that surprised if they made it there? Not it'd be it'd be surprising, but not surprised. I mean, it all it all depends on one man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they have it all depends like every team on their quarterback, and Kyle Murray has shown that he can be great. He's also shown that he has some deficiencies. So, it's kind of where does he make that leap from on year three? Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. And well, I say one and a half, one and a half men because uh, Cliff Kingsbury is their coach. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Mm, I don't, still, <laughs> jury's, jury's still out on him. Um, yeah, so but I I don't know that he's going to push them to the next level, right. but he'll, he'll help. He'll yeah. for sure help. And uh, I think the weird thing is in that division, it's so competitive, it's so good uh, from top to bottom that uh, maybe this, if you just steal a game here or there, it feels like in this division. You can go from out of the playoffs into the playoffs, right? So, um, depending on where Russell Wilson goes, he's not going anywhere. I can t- I keep telling myself he's not going anywhere because I'm reading reports, Marlo. You read reports. The Bears know. want the Bears want him. I don't think they want they want him. Well, they should. If it's a they quarterback should. that's like on them, they should want them. I mean, come on. But anyways, um, I digress. Did you say you would rather have Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson? I forget. Did we talk about this? 
We talked about it last week. I already forgot your answer. Because <laughs> you know what? My answer was the other one. Yeah. I yeah, think you, I said I think I said Watson. I you think said Watson. Wilson. I said Russell because he's been there yeah, before. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Big Ben is back with the Steelers. Um, took I don't even remember the contract. Took a big discount to come back. Um, so yeah, another another run with Ben. I don't know. I thought I was gonna have a take for this, but I don't. You don't. All right. Well, Big Ben's back. Anything else? Any other throw-ins? Uh, I don't think so. Do you have any other throw-ins? No, I don't think that's it. I think it's now. Well, time. the royal, the oh yeah, uh, Prince Harry and uh, what's Meghan Markle sat down with Meghan Oprah. Markle. Yeah, dropping bombs. Dropping, dropping bombs. Just I, okay. I don't understand royalty. <laughs> I'll just throw it out there. I don't understand royalty, and I don't understand the big deal behind it, especially since it's not here. Yeah. But, um, like, I do understand it's a big deal for her to come on this, <laughs> go to Oprah, and just, like, air the family business out. And she was airing that business out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess... Uh, Monarchies and royalties is probably not. Jeez, uh, you're shooting half court shots again. <laughs> a conversation uh, for this podcast, but I agree. I, I don't get it. I don't understand why. Like, I get you had it, and it's cute, and it's a concept. But like, the, to wield this power, influence, money seems absurd this day and age. Yeah. Um that they still do and i mean i've to be fair didn't watch it but followed it on twitter <laughs> and it just feels like yeah this is what rich powerful people do like they <laughs> they scheme and connive and have no respect for anybody and protect their own like it uh, this is i i guess something very callous but None of this surprises me. <laughs> none, of, none, none of what I've read so far surprises yeah. me and seems exactly like what I would expect a monarchy to do. Because I watch television, and this is what they do <laughs> in television. Yeah. It's an art imitating life, life imitating art. doesn't life matter. Life imitating art. Yeah. It was the, it was funny, though, because it was like, it was sweet, like, this terrible thing happened. This They said this thing. This happened. But the queen was really freaking nice. <laughs> she was so nice to me. And I'm like, who do you think is doing all of this? <laughs> who, who is running it? Oh, my God. But she's sweet. She was so nice. She, You know, a comfort blanket. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. All right. Royalty talk. Good stuff. Let's go. Uh, all right. That's it we for throwing. We won a war. We won a war, Marlo. We don't yeah. About it. War is coming. Uh, but until then, <laughs> we have everyone's favorite we're gonna, segment. We're going to invade them again <laughs> to get rid of the monarchy. That's what we're going to do. Casey's corner kick. Okay. Take it away, All Casey. Right. <laughs> That's why we do the throws at the end, Marlon. <laughs> That's why we do them at the end. All right. Uh, so, I the Badger season and the Liverpool season have been on similar trajectories, and it's been so frustrating because I keep expecting one of the two to do well, to kind of like save my sports emotions, and 
they both been doing terrible. Liverpool loses at home to Fulham, who's in the relegation battle. They've lost six straight at home, which is unheard of. They had one. They hadn't lost at home for three freaking years, and they lose six. Five straight, six straight. I wrote six, but now I'm thinking it might be five. Whatever. Multiple games at home, and yeah, you lose the Man City. Sure. That happens. You lose to Everton. Okay, sure, that can happen, even though that had happened in 18 games. But you lose to Fulham. The goals, I saw this stat. Goals at Anfield, which is where Liverpool plays. In 2021, it was Manchester City 4. Shoot, I don't even remember now. Somebody else 2. And then 6 teams, including Liverpool 1. I don't know what happened. They just forgot how to play football. It's so crazy. Uh, they have lots of injuries that I've kind of ca- uh, talked about throughout. But those are mostly on the defensive end. The defense has been okay-ish. They're just not scoring goals. Henderson's been out, and he's kind of the catalyst kind of from the midfield. But you still have Salah. You still have Mane. You st- Firmino was out today, but Jota was back. Oh, so frustrating. So frustrating. That they're not, they're just not creating, and I don't know, I don't know what to do. It's, it's. They had a chance. They're more or less out of. Well, they're not out of. It's too. That's too drastic to say. They're falling out of top four contention. They're obviously out of championship contention, but they keep falling out of it. It stinks. But as soccer does, there are. Lots of competitions you're in. So the one that Liverpool is still in is the Champions League. The Champions League is back this week. They uh, have their second round match against RB Leipzig uh, on Wednesday. Um, It's paired up against PSG uh, Barcelona. So mm, tough to pick between those two. Uh, But Liverpool is leading 2-0 on aggregate. This is again being played in Budapest. Uh, because of travel restrictions. Uh, so a chance to continue on the Champions League, which is kind of what we're playing for now, but you still want to try and get the Champions League next year to the top four finish. And then uh, games on Tuesday, Bruce Dortmund versus Sevilla and Juventus versus Porto. So some Champions League action this week, and I haven't had the heart to look ahead to what the Premier League looks like next weekend because we lost a freaking Fulham at home. That's all Oof. I got, Marl. That's That's... that's that's the corner kick. That's the corner kick. All right, that's it. Well, that was a good one. Um, was it? I mean, Doesn't, I thought so. Uh, it was very passionate. It was very uh, concise. We're in eighth. We're in eighth with 43 points. We're behind West Ham and Tottenham of games in hand. Everton has games in Oh, my God. Fulham's in 18th place. Oh. Okay. It's, all right. All right. They're gonna win. They're gonna win on Tuesday. I'm gonna feel better. Wednesday, I'm gonna feel better. <laughs> All right. So that's a quarter kick. Um, next week, <clears throat> tournament time. Selection Sunday. Selection Sunday next week. Next week, selection Sunday, and might have a special guest joining us, um, who we had on last year. So yeah, tune in for that. Tune in for that. Big time. Big time best. Big time guest knows his yes. stuff. Definitely knows the stuff. I gave it away. It's a he. Um, oh, definitely knows a lot more than us. Yeah, for sure. Low bar. Low bar. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, so come back for that next week. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR, Casey at Prof Badger Fan. Casey, that's it for me. You got any last words? Well, if if you enjoy my complaining and uh, screaming about officiating on the pod, I do the same thing on Twitter. So yes. tune in to tune in that. Tune in for that. I tweet about other things too, but a lot of complaining about officiating. Because uh, that's just, I guess, I guess, I guess who I am. Um, all right. Well, until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>